This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Have you ever heard the story of the Salvation Army? I, I know you're all aware of it. You've heard the ringing bells at Christmas time. They collect money. They give to the uh, poor. It started, you know, 150 years ago. There was a guy by the name of General Booth and his wife. It, it started as a, a Christian ministry out of England, uh, designed to focus on on giving to and helping the poor. And it started just in England, then they made the decision to go from England uh, all around the world. And of course, it is what it is today, which I think it hits every country in the world. In the early 1900s, though, uh, back when there were telegrams, they would send out a telegram every year that said, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and that type of thing. And then in, in, I think the year was 1910, they just didn't have a lot of money. But he still wanted to send out some sort of a telegram around the world and in those days, as I guess it probably is today, I haven't sent a telegram, I don't think ever in my life, but I think you still can send a telegram. But I think they're based on the number of words that you have. And so they figured out in, in their particular ministry at that particular time, they could only send out one word. So the word that they sent out to all the missions and all the locations all over the word, world, the word was others. In that simple word, they communicated what their mission was and what they were trying to accomplish. I think it's stinking brilliant. And it's so brilliant that it's actually the name of our third podcast in the series that we have today that's talking about, uh, talking about leadership. And so here we are. Today, we're going to talk about leadership. We've already talked about being trustworthy. We've talked about being competent. And today we're going to talk about others, which of course is the antithesis of me, 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 Uh, enough about me, what do you think of me? We're going to talk about leadership in terms of others. Now you may think it's kind of natural because if you're a leader, you'd be just naturally thinking about others. But unfortunately, for many people that are leaders, they lose sight of the fact that it's about others and they begin to see it as being through their eyes and their focus. So remember, Proponacy looks at leadership. It starts with leaders who understand that people in the contact center need joy more than they need KPIs, a sense of purpose more than they need sophisticated monitoring, and a champion more than a supervisor. So today we're going to focus on others. So first up on others is that if you're going to be someone that's that's a leader that, that is driven by others, you need to be someone who's seen as someone who helps. And you don't need to be seen as someone who avoids work. You don't need to be someone who's just looking out for themselves. You need to be someone who is someone that helps. And of course, this goes to the message that we talked about uh, in part two, which was competency, right? Because 
just because you first you have to know it, but just because you know it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to help. And so you got to be somebody that people are willing to reach out to and they know that you're an answer. Maybe you're an answer to a technical problem. Maybe you're an answer to an administrative problem. Maybe you're an answer or an ear to a, to a personal issue that they have or a career issue. But, but you're someone who's seen as being a person that's willing to help. And don't forget, as I've told you in the past, sometimes helping is not helping. Sometimes teaching a a person to fish is more important than actually helping. So I want to be somebody that helps, but I want to be somebody that helps probably in most instances once on that particular issue for that particular person, because our goal here is to teach them to fish, right? They need to understand it themselves. They need to master the particular area that you have some area of expertise in, and then they can do it themselves. But as someone who needs, as, as, as a person that someone can help. This is somebody that's usually looking for help in their career or help on how to make sure that they don't get fired or help on having to overcome the challenge of being absent or not making their adherence or getting better at empathy or better understanding the technology and how to work their way through the the systems that you have. So we want to be first someone that is seen as someone who helps. The second thing we want to do is we want to be the kind of person that stands in front of people and in, in, in front of them and protects them. Um, when I was a little kid, uh, when I grew up, our, our, our car didn't have seatbelts in the beginning. And I remember that when I finally got to sit in the front seat of the car, that whenever my dad would put on the brake or he felt like he had to forcefully put on the brake, his right hand would reach out and stop me in my in my spot. And so so literally, he'd put his foot on the brake and his right hand would go out. Well, later on when I had my kids, I, I was kind of taught to do the same thing and I would do the same thing. Of course, they had a seatbelt on and they had no understanding of why I was, when I would when I would put on the brake really quickly, why my hand would automatically go out to the right. It still does it to this day that someone who's in a position to protect them. If you need a sports analogy, if you follow hockey at all, they usually have somebody on the team that's an enforcer, right? He's the person that you put into the game when they're being a little bit uh, chippy or overly aggressive to your top scorer, and the enforcer goes in and protects the top scorer by making sure that they know that 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 they're going to have to go through this person in order to get to the top person. And then you're also, if you're standing in front of them, protecting them, you're going to fight for them if they're fighting for themselves, and this goes very close to you work as hard as somebody works for themselves, will you fight for somebody as hard as they fight for themselves? If somebody's been wronged, if there's an area that they want you to fight for them, they want you to help them, then, then, then you need to help them because you're their leader and they would expect help from you. Now, again, I'm not expecting you to fight for something that you automatically know they don't deserve to be fought for because they've done something terribly wrong or whatever the issue is. But I think you get the concept that you need to be someone that's willing to stand in front of them. You're willing to protect them because if their leader or manager will not protect them, then who will? Third up is that you need to be a, a champion more than a supervisor. Are you a champion? Are, are you a champion of the people? Do they look to you and go, this is the person that's going to help me. I know that I can go to this person because you've probably, in order to be their champion, you've already established that you're trustworthy. You've already established that you're competent. And 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 remember, we're looking for someone that has their best interest in mind and they need to feel and know that you have their best interest in mind. I mean, think about it. Kids need this. We all need this. We all need a champion. We need somebody that's willing to stand up for us 
or stand up for the team and help us get better, help us accomplish our goals, help us to do things that we never thought we were capable of doing, and people will follow a champion. Yeah, they might, they might, they might straggle behind a supervisor. They might walk behind a manager. They might even walk quickly behind a leader, but they will run and run through anything if you're a champion. So they need to have a champion, someone that has their best interests in mind, someone that has the team's goals in mind and and is working together to get them to do that. Next up, you need to be a person that's willing to invest in that person, right? See, if I'm going to be somebody that's focused on others, I'm going to be somebody who's actually interested in investing in that person and they know it. And if you're going to invest in somebody, you need to give them their time and you need to give them your attention. And when you give them your attention, you give them their undivided attention, not not talking to them while glancing at your phone or looking out over them out into the bullpen or whatever else you may be doing that's keeping you from staying focused on them. So when when they're in front of you, when they're with you, you're giving them your full attention if you're investing in them. And of course, you're obviously giving them your time. You can't give someone attention. You can't show them that you're investing in them if you're not willing to give them your time. And so when you carve out time for this person, whether that be in a planned meeting or a planned phone call, or if somebody asks you if they can talk to you and you say yes, then you need to carve out your time and not let anything get in your way. I'm going to use another movie analogy. If you've ever seen the movie Top Gun, if you haven't, you should, because eventually the second one's going to come out. And there's a scene in the movie where where he says, I'm not going to leave my wingman. I'm going to stay right where I am. I'm not going to leave my wingman, which means that he's trustworthy. He recognizes that he's a part of a team and he's not going to give up his responsibility and leave this person out on their own so he can go do something else. You need to make sure that your actions speak louder than your words because when you're willing to give them your time and attention, time that's dedicated, attention that's dedicated, it shows that you're willing to invest in that person. And that doesn't always need to be face-to-face. You invest in an employee by looking at their looking looking at their performance, by by studying their reports, by digging deep to try to figure out not only that they're not doing poorly or they, need to, or they need to work on a particular area, but why that's occurring. So when they look to you and they have a desire and an intention to get better, you have something to show them to help them get better because you've been willing to invest your, willing to invest your time and attention into that person because when you do that, you're investing in them and when you invest in them, they'll follow you. They'll follow you and it's one of the easiest ways to measure whether somebody's truly committed to others as a leader in an organization. And finally, you need to be somebody that's willing to give other people credit, to give your team credit, not just yourself. This isn't all just about you. By the way, if you're a really great leader and you do a great job, you will have an opportunity to get a promotion. You will have an opportunity to get a raise. But one of the ways that you show that you're a leader and that you show that you're focused on others is that you is that you give them the credit. How do we give them the credit? First up, we encourage them. We encourage them on a regular basis. And, and we're the type of person that is encouraging. You are an encourager. In order to be an encourager and encouraging, you need to ver- do the verb encourage, which means you need to recognize and reward and call out. And so we encourage, you almost brag. 
it, it, it's, it's a proud brag. And whether you're bragging about an individual or you're bragging about your team, you're not talking about yourself. You're talking about others. You're the kind of person that if somebody else does something well or somebody else does some extraordinary effort or somebody else does something that's very team oriented, you're the kind of person that's going to brag about them, not brag about you, but brag about them. And the way that you the way that you give them credit is that you step back. You step back and allow them to have the limelight. So perhaps when you're talking to your manager, you're talking about your team, and then you're talking about some of the roses that have done some really great things or some weeds that have made some sort of attributes, you're stepping back. When you're in a discussion with your, with the supervisors and talking about a new idea and an employee has given you that idea, you recognize them and say, you know what, Sally is the one that gave me this idea. And matter of fact, George helped her with this idea. You actually step back and give them the lim- limelight. You give them you give them the floor to allow them to them to step ahead. One of the great ways that you can give credit is to bring your employees in to meet your leader so that they get some visibility into that next level up. You've given them an opportunity to get some attention, to get some recognition that they wouldn't normally get because everything has a tendency to pass through you. And when something great happens, you talk about it in terms of it being your team. And I'm not talking about being fake about the fact that you're saying your team. I want you to genuinely believe, and I hope that you genuinely believe, that without your team, you wouldn't be anywhere. Because when somebody does a final assessment of you to decide whether you should move forward or do something else, they're going to look at the performance of your team. They're going to look at how well you did with the roses in helping them to do better, how much attention you paid to the daisies, and and what sort of performance you had with the weeds, and of course, how you kept all of the people in your organization because you you were the type of person that people wanted to stick around and they wanted to work with. And so when we recognize people, when we give them the credit, it creates a bond between them and you because they can trust you because they know that when they do something great that you're going to have their best interests in mind. You're going to step up and you're going to you're going to you're going to step up with the information and you're going to step back to all them to be a part of the limelight. And when you do these five things, when you're seen as someone who helps, when you stand in front of people and you protect them, when you're willing to invest in that person, when you're a champion more than a supervisor and you give them the credit, you've got this leadership concept of others knocked. There's my message for this week. I hope it's something that you can apply along with competence and trustworthiness. We only have one more part to go on this leadership series. Next up is joy. So listen, take some of this, apply it daily to what you do. Take a look at how good you are when it comes to others in these five areas. Ask a peer to assess how you're doing in this particular area. Get someone to hold you accountable. If there's a question that you want to ask me or something that I might be able to help you with, please let me know. You can reach me at mtamer at proponisi.com. That's P-R-O-P-O-N-I-S-I. As I tell you every week, and maybe you've taken it to heart, maybe you haven't, but, but you're fully capable of being a great leader. You can take a lot of the things that we've discussed and apply them and put it to use. And you'll be surprised and, and hopefully excited about the changes that you can make. You can do it. You can be a great leader. Just go ahead and make it happen. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.